It's Wednesday, October 25th, and today, I'm just wondering what the Mavericks might be like this season. And now, a word from our title sponsor. Have you been told to follow the 4% withdrawal rule? Not so fast. Hi, I'm Mitch Craver, founder and CEO of Fluent Financial. The 4% rule was based on not outliving your money. By using an advisory advice solution, it is possible to take up to 8% by changing your overall investment strategy and distribution methods, helping you retire earlier and take that international trip sooner. Go to FluentFinancial.com or go to Fluent Financial's YouTube channel. Now, you listening may not be in charge of purchasing seasonings for your home, but you do know what tastes good really good. Goodness, steak seasoning is great. Use it on, obviously, steak, chicken, veggies, or goodness knows what else. No sugar, no MSG, no gluten, but great flavor. Get goodness steak seasoning by going to bringthetasty.com. That's bringthetasty.com. Hey all Jason Velo here with O'Hale Contractors. I've been in the business for a little over a decade, and one thing I really enjoy doing is serving people. I want to see things made new again, and I can help you through that process by making the insurance claims process understandable and almost easy, believe it or not. Also, I can give you great suggestions on the best roofing system and even ventilation for your home, which ultimately makes your shingle last a little bit longer, even in Texas. Who do you know? that wants that level of service. So if you like some help with that, you can call me at 972-567-5766 or find me at ohale.com and that's O-H-H-H-A-I-L.com. The Mavericks opened their NBA season tonight against the San Antonio Spurs. The predictions about what the Mavericks might do this season run the gamut and they've made a lot of changes to try to make a team that missed the playoffs last year into a contender this year. And we thought there'd be nobody better to talk to today than the play-by-play voice of the Mavs, Mark Folliwell. Mark Folliwell's been the play-by-play voice of the Dallas Mavericks since 2005. His career included, before that, stops at, amongst other places, the place I was working, the ticket. Mark's got an Emmy, a Katie. He's been honored by the Texas Associated Press. He also does soccer to increasing acclaim, including, by the way, working for NBC on the 2016 Olympics. He's also one of the voices of the MLS this season on Apple TV. But now, Mark, before we get into the Mavericks, I've got to ask a question on behalf of all of our viewers who see you on TV and wonder, how can Mark be 52 years old when he looks 31? (laughs) Norm, it's great to talk to you. It's a pleasure to hear your voice. Uh, I hear it on the podcast, but it's nice to get to hear it in person as we chit-chat. So thank you. Uh, You know, I think that, uh, I I think more gray is showing up in my beard here, you know. So I don't know. Maybe, Maybe I'm up to looking 41 these days. I, uh, my wife wouldn't be mad if the beard went away. And if the gray hair keeps showing up, the beard may go away. I don't know, Norm. We'll see. 
Mark, you just keep shaving. You'll look 31. <laughs> this was uh, of the things the Mavericks did in the offseason. The biggest move by far was re-signing their free agent guard, Kyrie Irving, three years, $120 million. Mark, given his past, where he's disappointed several of his past teams and fans, how much of a gamble is this prospect, is this contract? I don't view it really as any sort of gamble. Uh, you know, the third year of the contract is a player option. So this lines up with the timeline of where Luke is in a position where he'll be getting close to his opt-out. Uh, you know, he's got three more years before he's got the chance to opt-out. Um, and I think that Kyrie is in a position where, uh, you know, he feels like he's got a chance to make this a home. Uh, I think that he feels wanted by the way the Mavericks approached him in the offseason. Uh, you know, they went into free agency and they didn't know what would happen. And uh, his mother-in-law, Chatella Riley Irving, who is Kyrie's agent, uh, said that the offer that the Mavs made pretty much eliminated their desire to talk to anyone else because it made them feel desired and wanted. So I think all of those things are really positive. Mark, is that the only mother-in-law agent in the NBA? Uh, I think sometimes, yeah, I think there's a few father agents and things like that, but I think that's the only mother-in-law agent that I'm aware of, yes. Well, there's some meddling fathers also, but we don't want to get into that. <laughs> For sure. Irving says all of his past behavior that caused such troubles, that's behind him. Can you tell us what you observe about how well he's fitting in with teammates and coaches? Well, I think he's fitting in very well, Norm. Uh, the things that I observe are comments that his own teammates make about the fact that he's an excellent teammate. Uh, I see during practices, I see a player who is supportive of his teammates when there's a time to be supportive, uh, mentoring of his teammates when there's a time to be mentored, and pushing his teammates when it's the right time to push them. Obviously, you know, you, you've got to be able to read people and give them what they need at that particular time. And so uh, I think that when you look around the NBA norm, Kyrie's ability to play and what he can do, he is immensely respected across the spectrum of NBA players. And I think that he is very, very much looked up to within the Mavericks locker room. NBA general manager said as a consensus in the preseason, the Mavericks would finish gulp ninth in the West. But former NBA stars like Reggie Miller and Shaquille O'Neal think very highly of this team. Are the Mavericks the NBA team with the most disparity between how good or bad they might be? It would be at this point, without getting into obviously the, the unknown of injuries on every team, but I would say that's, that's not a wild assessment to say that. Um, Obviously, they had a lot of heavy lifting they had to do this offseason, Norm. They got a lot of that accomplished, but there are still question marks about how it's all going to fit together. Uh, they did not get the preseason and training camp that they had hoped for, where everybody would be able to work together and play in the games together, because, of course, Luka got hurt in Madrid right before that game and missed the last two games or only played five minutes, and Kyrie missed a couple of games. So I think that uh, given the fact that you're trying to incorporate a lot of new faces you're trying to change some things systemically and stylistically about what you do. Yes, I, I don't think that it's inaccurate to say that this team uh, could have a low floor, but also a very high ceiling. Neither Luka nor Kyrie Irving are famous for their defense, but the Mavericks in the offseason drafted the Duke center Derek Lively, 
who's probably his best ability is at the defensive end. Then they picked up Grant Williams in free agency from the Celtics. Have they done enough there to balance this team defensively so they can be at least decent at that end of the floor? Well, I would I would suggest, Norm, that it's probably not just those two individuals. Certainly, they're going to be counted on, but I think you're hoping that Derek Jones Jr. can be a good point-of-attack defender. Uh, I do think that he's played in the preseason in a manner that is going to earn him rotation minutes here when the season gets started. I would say the same thing about Dante Exum, who joined the Mavericks after difficult years with the Utah Jazz and the Cleveland Cavaliers and playing two seasons in Europe. And there is an expectation, I think, that he's in the mix uh, rotation-wise. And the hope is that his offenses, uh, offensive uh, shortcomings that he had in the past have improved to the point that he can stay on the floor and take advantage of the fact that he's a plus defender. So we won't know until we start seeing the games come around. Uh, obviously, they've upgraded defensively. Is it going to be enough to compete at the highest levels that they hope to be able to do so? That uh, you know certainly remains to be seen, seen at this point. But they, they went out and did a lot of good things. We'll just see how it all comes together now, Norm. Oklahoma City and San Antonio are teams whose victory totals could rise appreciably. Minnesota, New Orleans, Sacramento look like young teams who are getting better. The Lakers look like they may have gotten a bit better. And then they're still... Denver, Golden State, Phoenix, the Clippers. Mark, there may be some good teams in the West who do not have good seasons. I, I think that last year certainly was the aberration in the Western Conference norm, where I believe that the Denver Nuggets had the best record in the West at 53-29, and 29, I believe is what their record was last year. As you know, for uh, the better part of two and a half decades now, up until the last couple of years, the West has been the dominant conference relative to the East. Uh, at this point, I think the gap has narrowed after the East sort of took over the dominant conference spot over the last couple of years. However, again, uh, the gap has narrowed, and I just see that it is going to be ultra competitive in the Western Conference to be able to put yourself into the playoff race. So to your, to your comment, absolutely, there will be good teams this year who are going to miss the playoffs and not have good seasons. Who they're going to be remains to be seen, uh, as we talked about in terms of the Mavericks' defensive improvement. There's a lot of things that dictate that. How do teams come together? What's the injury situation, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, because, you know, the good things that exist out there, the good possibilities that exist out there for a lot of those teams, obviously that all blows up if things don't go their way health-wise. Mark, last year when the Mavericks acquired Kyrie Irving, the big question was, would he and Luca fit together? And there really wasn't enough time, and the Mavericks were playing poorly, so that question wasn't answered. Now, Luca's a ball-dominant guard, and Kyrie's a ball-dominant point guard. Can those styles be meshed to create a true all-star backcourt? Well, it's a great question, Norm, and you know this is a journey that we're about to start finding out the answers to that. Clearly, the hope would have been to have had a full preseason and training camp and all these practices to continue to implement new things systemically and to do some things differently to try to take advantage of their strengths and to be able to have them uh, be their most effective when they're on the floor together. We know that Kyrie can elevate the pace of play when he's the only lead guard on the floor. We know how good Luka can be in a lead guard situation as well. Now, Kyrie can play off the ball. I think that his outside shooting ability his willingness to run off screens and to do those things 
do put him in a position to be a better off-ball player than Luka is. I think that that's obviously an area where Luka still has to grow as a player in terms of playing off the ball. He's done it some. He did it some last year. But clearly that's an area that is going to be, for a great player, we're talking about you know things on the margins here, but it's an area in which he can improve. So we're about to start finding out how that's all going to mesh. Uh, I think the key por- parts of the game, of course, is the beginning of the first and third quarter when they're on the floor together, the latter part of the second quarter, and of course the latter part of the fourth quarter. Because as you know, Norm, that's really where if there is some sort of lack of meshing where that's going to show up in uh, crunch time situations. Kyrie talked about that, as a matter of fact, on Media Day, Norm, where he said perhaps they were a bit too deferential to one another in those situations next year, and they'll have to be able to figure it out and do better in those clutch game situations. There seems to be some lingering concern out there that the Mavericks don't look like serious contenders soon, that the superstar Doncic might want to get out of here. Do you detect any signs that this is a critical season in that regard? I detect no signs of that. I think that uh, Luca is going to look for every reason, obviously, to make this a long-term situation. He loves Dallas. Uh, there's, you know, the passing of the torch occurred with Dirk from Luca. It's an organization that Luca feels very good about. Uh, does that mean that he would stay here in perpetuity in the situation like Dirk did? Obviously, we'll have to wait and see on that. But, uh, you know, he's very, very driven to win at the highest level as well. So, you know, I think we're, we're still a ways away from having to talk about those hard questions. I don't detect anything along those lines in the immediate future. Finally, you begin an 82-game season against San Antonio tonight. You also broadcast FC Dallas and lots of soccer. You do some football games on college football weekends. Can you give us any idea how many days a year you're broadcasting something? Oh, wow. Uh, I would say that this, okay, so we can kind of kick it around here a little bit here. Within the course of the since the beginning of last basketball season, I would have done 72 Maverick games and a handful of preseason games. So let's say 75 Maverick games. This year for Apple TV, for MLS Apple TV, I did 21 games for them. Uh, so we're at 96. And then I just did a half dozen Big Ten football games. Uh, five Big Ten games, one Fox game. So... I had a little bit over 100 events, basically, from the beginning of last basketball season to the start of this basketball season. So, uh, And then 100 events, of course, requires a lot of the travel that goes along with that. Well, that's enough work, Mark. (laughs) Be well. Thank you, my friend. Have a wonderful season. Thank you so much, Norm. It's great to hear from you, and I would be an honor. It would be an honor to be a guest on your podcast anytime. Take care, my friend. Today's episode has been brought to you by Fluent Financial, by O'Hell Roofing, and by Goodness Steak Seasoning. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Just Wondering. If you enjoyed it, please hit follow. And then each episode every weekday will be delivered straight to you. And if we might ask one more favor, please share it with friends. I'm Norm Hitzkes, and every day, I'll be just wondering about something. And I'm Mary Hitzkes, and I'm just wondering too.